calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. What? Hello! Hello. Hey. Hi, everyone. Jenny's um, back. I'm here. Jenny, we've missed you in the Hi. intro. It has been so tough to not be here. Yeah. Thanks for letting me come but back. But we, uh, you know, I feel a little closer. We've, we've had some special bonding time. So you and them? Me and me and them. Yes. How dare you? Uh, listen, you know, when the wife one is away, the wife two will play. So I'm wife one. Yeah. Cool. Probably not. <laughs> How dare you? probably reverse that order. Anyway, we have some things to tell you before we jump into choices today's episode. Okay, first of all, prom. Prom is happening so soon. It's like a week and a half away. As you all know, our Buffy prom in LA sold out in three tiny little minutes. Yikes. Yeah. So we know that there are a whole bunch of Scoobies out there who want to join us, but who couldn't. So here are some things you should know. There are now prom meetups, which we are calling prom ups, happening in Chicago, in Atlanta, in New York City. You can find all of the details for those over at bufferingthevampireslayer.com slash prom. And you can also submit a prom up in your own city if you want to over on that link. We know many of you will also want to peek in on what's going on at the Ace Hotel, so we have two fun things to share with you. Number one, Brittany Ashley and Laura Zach, who host the Daria podcast, Sicker Sadder World, will be running our Instagram stories throughout the evening. Yay! Yes! So fun! You can follow us over on Instagram at BufferingCast and join us digitally. They're going to have a lot of fun clips so you can get little, little peeks at what's going on as the evening progresses. Also... If you are a patron of ours, we'll be streaming both of Jenny's live music sets on our secret Facebook page. We don't want to give too much away, but there's going to be some guests and there will be a Kate Leth and there might be lyric sheets for a sing-along of a certain (laughs) song. I don't know. We'll see. Wow. If you want to become a patron, you can go on over to bufferingthevampireslayer.com. Just click on Patreon. So again, we'll be streaming the complete uh, live sets for you over on the secret Facebook page. Also, if you're in the LA area, we will be doing a free post prom meetup at Griffith Park on March 11th. That's the Sunday morning after prom at 11:30 a.m. All of those details will be posted up on our calendar, on our website, as well as up in our Facebook events. Be so nice to see you all. Yeah. Oh my God! In the who's, sobering light of day, who's bringing the bagels? Am I right? Who is bringing? 
the bagels. Meanwhile, last but not least, we've seen a few questions come through about the LA prom. And by this weekend, we will have put up a few FAQs for you all on the main prom page. So check for that if you have questions, if you want answers. Friendly <laughs> reminder that this is our this is only our first prom. And we will be doing another next year and probably forevermore after that. Yeah. Hell yes. Okay, moving along. This month, we're raising money for the Brown Boy Project, and we still have a couple of lyric sheets left. We'd really like to sell these out with your help, so go on over to our website and click the Brown Boy Project link up in the top bar. You can grab a handwritten lyric sheet from us, and you can support a super, super worthy cause. Speaking of worthy causes, we had a limited edition t-shirt that said, Be the Thing Monsters Have Nightmares About Up for Two Weeks. Designed by Christine Tuna, with all proceeds going to benefit Times Up. Thanks to you, we raised $3,631. Holy hell. $3,631. Fucking amazing. Incredible. You are treasures. Yes. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, also... We had the most amazing Buffy watch together this past weekend where we cackled and we gasped and we sat in awe at all that is Vampire Willow in Doppelgangland. So just want to thank all of you who joined us for that Buffy watch. Uh, we're going to be doing a mega Buffy watch of Graduation Day, both parts. Graduation Day parts one and two in late March. So if you're a patron at any level, stay tuned and there will be details coming uh, for when exactly we will be doing that. I am pretty stoked. Last thing, Randy for Giles pins are back again. <laughs> they keep going and we keep getting them back. Uh, we've had them made in soft enamel on this round and they look really, really awesome. The black is really nice and it pops. It's You can just, you can check it out. You can see what they you think. They look good. Not unlike Giles in Van Candy. <laughs> you can go to bufferingthevampireslayer.com and click on shop to find those. And that, I believe, is all we have to say. Sweet heavenly Moses, let's get into it. Let's do it. Buffering the Vampire Slayer, a podcast where we are watching and discussing every episode of my favorite show, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, one at a time in sweet, heavenly, chronological order, just as the Lord in Heaven intended. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, I forgot what happens next in the intro. <laughs> oh, yeah. Spoiler free. We're doing it spoiler free. And of course, I'm Jenny Owen Young. Yes. And of course, I'm Kristen Russo. And this week we are talking about season three, episode 19, where has the time gone? Just flown right on by. I just, I'm sad about it. I just, I'm going to blink my eye and I'll be 42 and this podcast will be over. 42? No, I'm, I, oh. I know, you know, I was I trying. got lost. You're I was, like, oh, you'll never believe how huge this number I, is. I, I so you'll trying. definitely know it's a joke. 42. <laughs> I, know. I know, I don't know what happened. I was trying to be dramatic, but I literally will probably be 41. You know, like, uh-huh. <laughs> Okay, so anyway, we're talking about season three, episode 19, Choices. Stay tuned at the end of this podcast every week for an original song written by us, recapping the Buffy episode we are discussing. Choices was written by David Fury and directed by James A. Contner and originally aired on May 4th, 1999. May the 4th be with you okay. in 1999. Uh-huh. 
This is the one where the mayor takes Willow prisoner after Buffy and her friends steal away a box containing demonic energy needed for Ascension Day. Demonic, like energy? demonic energy? Or is, is it that? fucking huge spiders? Big old spiders. Big old spiders. It's like, were they trying not to spoil the spiders? Because they spoiled everything and literally else. everything else. Yeah. <laughs> Leave you them know, one surprise. Man, this episode is important and we're going to spend almost the entirety of this episode of the podcast talking about this episode of the show, but we forgot something yeah. in the last episode. We sure did. Which is, of course... Yes, we forgot. A gross oversight. The sexual tension. The shame. Award. You just used the words gross and shame right after the sexual tension award uh, jingle. So I just want to be clear. Focus on the on the context and, and what I'm actually saying. Right, right, right. Not right. just the words that you're associating. Right, right. So you told us on the internet um, there was something sexually missing or some tension <laughs> was missing. I don't remember. Something sexually somebody, missing. Somebody. Yes, yeah, you know, there was a little, so, uh, somebody, a little by Furious is their mm, name on Twitter. Uh, sure. Tamika Olivia. I can't help but feel that there was a little tension missing from this episode. That is what the tweet alerted me. And so then we retweeted it and got some nominees from you all, which is oh, which is a fun thing that yeah, happened because yeah, yeah. well, of the oversight. Who, who did the listeners so, nominate? Okay, so Willow and her worksheets was, uh, sure. you know, uh, yep. Cordelia and Willow's worksheets was sure. a nominee. Uh, um, Willow and the power of interrogation. Mm. Freddie and his ego or his desk. Mm. Xander and his jello. Mm. Cordelia and her own thoughts. Uh, nice. Yep. Uh, how about Xander and Hogan Martin? Xander's pretty adorably flustered when Hogan knows his name. That's true. Giles and Wesley were nominated. Wow. wow. Angel and Comedy for the line, I'm a funny guy. Uh-huh. Great. <laughs> a plus, Angel. But a couple of nominees for Giles and Joyce. Oh. I don't mean to stack mm, the deck here with yes. the way that I read those off. I think all the suggestions were He great. did wear that shirt. He wore the shirt. Like, that's where I'm at. But also, nobody said the lunch lady and rat poison or the lunch lady and, um, like, homicide. No. (laughs) Nope. Nobody said Well, I want to introduce those. Okay. But probably it should go to Giles and Joyce any any chance we have the opportunity. I just feel like that shirt. Yeah. No, he was... He was going for it. All right. Mm-hmm. My vote is Giles and Joyce uh, with those uh, Cole-nominated Joyles. Joyles? Joyles. Nominated Joyles. Cool, 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 cool. All uh, right. Kate S-nominated Joyles. Rupert, Joyce, look for the trophy in the mail. Yes. Congratulations Congrats. on this momentous occasion. This trophy will have a little figurine wearing a black button-up shirt. Mm, yes. <laughs> okay, so now that we've gotten that out of the way... Okay. Shall we? Listen, the previously on, if you're watching a version of the the episode that has a previously on, the previously on is so long. There are two entirely separate (laughs) scenes to illustrate that the mayor is now impervious, whatever, whatever, whatever. But the most important thing that happens in the previously on is we get to see Buffy and Faith on their, like, sort of, like, in lunge positions holding knives at one another's throats. Hell yeah. And I could have just turned the episode off personally (laughs) there and been, like, cool. Stick around. Stick around. Stick around, she says, mm. sexually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> mm. In my opinion, that's an erotic uh. novel. It's just stick around. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Speaking of knives. Yes. Speaking of knives. What's in the box? Oh, my God. Okay, wait. Okay, so here's the thing. Here's 
the fucking thing. Uh-huh. So this episode, Faith gets her knife, right? Mm-hmm. Her own Mr. Pointy, if you will. Faith's <laughs> yeah. own version of Mr. Pointy. She's real excited about it. Um, A few weeks ago, I went to our P.O. box. I went to our P.O. box. Jenny was not even here. You I were was in New York. In New York. And I was like, what is this hefty box? And on the box, it was from overseas. So it had a customs form on it. And it wow. was like, customs declaration, blunt knife. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, what in the heck? Go on. Yeah, please tell me more, customs form. So I got home and I unwrapped the box. I like that you waited till you got home. I mean, blunt knife. Open it in the car. Listen, I had patience to get home. I opened the box. And inside, as you probably have gathered, was Faith's knife. Ah! It's called the jackal. (laughs) Jenny? (laughs) Jenny? Yeah. Well, it's like, it's like extra, there's like an extra weight. Um, I don't know if you remember the episode of the West Wing where everyone's like, CJ's going to do the thing. CJ's going to do the jackal. (laughs) And CJ Craig like does this weird lip sync to this song, the jackal. So like that is forever emblazoned upon my mind. And now we'll be connected to this knife forever for me. Yes. Okay, great. Wow. This is like a crossover crossover. Yes. Yes. Uh, Okay. So, so Lucy from across the pond in Lucy's own words sent us this knife and explained that they are huge. They were a huge Buffy fan. I mean, still obviously are, but when Lucy was 19, they had purchased this at the height of their Buffy fandom. They had purchased the Jackal because their intention was always to get it signed or put it in a display case that they never got around to it. And it's been in their cupboard ever since. And, um, you know, they thought, who might, who would appreciate me? I would appreciate. I lost my ever living mind. I like texted Jenny and then I texted everyone else I knew because we hadn't yet done choices. So I couldn't put it on the internet right mm-hmm, away. Mm-hmm, it was like mm-hmm. a whole thing. Anyway. Yeah, back before there was the internet, if you wanted to like tell everyone yeah, you had to, something, you it just took had a to, long time. D- just one at a time. One at a time. So, anyhow, we are now in possession of the jackal. The jackal. And uh, if you want it, we put uh, pictures up on social media um, and we'll put up uh, the picture up on Patreon of us with the jackal. Uh, We're very excited. Lucy, um, you know, we really barely contained ourselves. So thank you. For that, I truly, think, I think we might have been as excited opening up that box as Faith was. Yeah, yeah, opening her own. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now listen. Yes. We know that's how excited we are because the first thing that I did when I got home from New York was unsheathe the jackal and sniff it, <laughs> sniff it as hard as I could, which is exactly what Faith does when she takes it out of the fucking box and yeah, is like is that- this is a thing of beauty boss <laughs> what? oh yeah she does what? she smells it she likes sniffing she wants to smell that cold hard steel i mean it might just be the camera angle i'm willing to accept that it might be the camera angle and that she's just like gl- letting the light glint off of it and looking at it from no, every she's angle totally and i'm smelling it but it really looks like she's smelling it so the mayor and faith i i really don't they're getting it's getting grosser for me, the mm. way that the mayor is interacting with Faith. Yeah. Uh, it's like, you know, we talked about it being a paternalistic kind of relationship. Right. And it 
was weird a couple episodes ago when mm-hmm. you know he was like you should probably try to have sex with Angel to take yeah. like ah dad and this yeah yeah and this this scene apart from your favorite knife sniff I just it makes me very uncomfortable the way that he's like I'm gonna take that present away from you if you can't be a good girl and like yeah. have no another cookie mm-hmm. and you know just like. They're they're playing into the gross factor for yeah. us, of course, because this is a villain. Never shall we forget. This is uh, an evil character. Listen, nobody is in the coupling that they want to be in truly in their hearts in this episode. Oh, boy. Faith is hanging out with the mayor at the mayor's office because what else can she do? Buffy, meanwhile, has had to find somebody else to take to the cemetery to kill vampires. And it's just Angel. (laughs) I mean, he's just there and like he's gorgeous and tall and whatever. But you know what? He's not. What? Faith. Yeah. You know what else? Jenny? They sure didn't finish at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, it's like a very special rare yes sometimes you go your whole life slaying vampires and you never find somebody yeah who finishes at the same time right and when you do you should really keep that person close Mm -hmm. uh sadly that person is not close and And buffy is forced (laughs) reduced to getting hungry and horny in the cemetery with somebody who's not faith which what a bummer i have to say like angel we talked in uh the last episode about angel's comedy line Uh uh-huh but he's really something's happening to our angel he's really leaning he's been reading the forums Uh uh-huh everyone's like like it's so great when angel is dry (laughs) and he's he's like like, watch me crackle right he's like he's like talking about like what about that one time i brought you uh to that cave the sea cave yeah right (laughs) that other kind of demon i thought that was was a nice change of pace (laughs) it's like pretty funny man like you're, yeah, you're making me laugh and I like it. I like it. I'll uh, yeah. take it. You know, because well, as I always say, for every brood, you need a good laugh. And Angel's been giving us a lot of brood and no laughs for yeah, quite yeah, some yeah, time. Yeah, now he's so, turning it around. Yeah, he's making now, up for lost time. Yeah. Um, one thing that I just want to call attention to before we move forward is that the mayor keeps saran- pink saran wrap in his drawer. Oh, my God. I yeah, just, it's pink. I just found it very sad. There's a lot of little details in this episode. I mean, we've seen details from the mayor, right? The the sanitizer wipes and the, you know. Milk. The mi- unrefrigerated <laughs> milk alert. <laughs> and the unrefrigerated milk. But in this episode, we have, like, the saran wrap in the drawer. There's also a scene later where he, like, pulls, he where Faith is, like, entering. And the mayor's, like, busy sorting his pencils like making sure they're all in their proper places <laughs> so just like a lot of little details sure little mayor- mayoral details uh but anyway the credits now we go to the house joyce is so proud joyce is the most proud northwestern do you have any friends who went to northwestern i don't uh northwestern is, is in chicago mm-hmm. right no northeastern i have a friend who went to northwestern who, jenny one of probably the sm- if not the smartest, like Who? Uh, my friend Britt, your friend Britt, oh, from my graduating Brit. my graduating class yes. in high school, uh, she went to Northwestern. And she, she is was, very smart. She is uh, definitely in the top like two or three smart, if not the smart. Not that it's a contest, not that intelligence is Sounds quantifiable, like you're be but a list. Like, the kind of person that you don't want to have to like square off against in anything <laughs> academic. 
Uh, yeah, I don't know if I know anybody that went to Northwestern. I always confuse it with Northeastern, and we definitely know at least one person that went to. I know at Tamara least two, went to Northeastern. Oh, and so did Maddie. For a minute. And so did um, this. Well, other we'll co- just list some of our friends sure, you yeah, don't know. That's great. Because we know how to podcast. We know but what the hey, if people the want. The fucking smartest person I know from high school went to Northwestern and Buffy got in because of her SAT scores. And as we all know, SAT scores are the only thing right. that matter. And well, I'll- I mean, I don't know. I probably, I think she gets a leg up for being a slayer. You know, they're like, well, her SAT scores are pretty good. And also she's the chosen Very one. Very agile. Yeah, you know, I mean, I think most colleges would take the chosen one. Mm. Just for the novelty You think she included that in her personal essay? No, she didn't. Uh, Joyce gives us our titular line here. Buffy, you have so many choices i made a list of some of the choices that occur in this episode <laughs> okay great tell tell us okay. all the moments when we get the titular moment can i just like blow through it yeah, right now them. do it colleges for buffy colleges for willow colleges for cordelia a road trip for xander uh taking the fight to the mayor or not taking the fight to the mayor wow. uh w- willow v box uh-huh Ayo. willow <laughs> reading books instead of escaping that's as many as i collected oh wow wow well i think uh one of the biggest choices is between we- we'll, we'll get there but between wesley and the scoobies wesley saying thousands of lives versus that's what willow v box oh willow v box i'm sorry I'm sorry sorry sorry, sorry. i should of... have explained my shorthand yeah yeah <laughs> That could have meant a lot of things. Okay, so we'll get there because I want to talk about of that. Course. Of course. But for now, I just want to shout out to Joyce gets on the phone with her relative in Chicago, mm. maybe her sister. Yeah, like Aunt Arlene, Aunt I think. Aunt Arlene. Uh, how you doing? She says, doesn't take a breath and says, listen, you'll never believe. Peak and I thought, mom. Peak mom. Yeah, I thought, you know, the Buffy apple doesn't fall far from the Joyce tree, you know? <laughs> This lady ain't even going to wait for her to say what's going on with her life. She's like, let me tell you about mine. Uh-huh. So just saying. Wow. Uh, Snyder is really confused about what packaging drugs come in for the whole episode. That's his through Ye- line. Yeah, totally. <laughs> He's like, that lunch bag surely is where you're keeping your yeah, drugs. Yeah, never seen one of those uh, rectangular craft paper bags uh, right. on a picnic table at school and during lunch if, hours before certainly if you're not keeping your drugs in a in your lunch bag you're keeping it in a giant box <laughs> with a fucking built-in mutant spider defense mechanism right right also where drugs are kept so totally Sires needs a little this reminds me of so um i don't mean to scandalize anyone <laughs> but i got caught smoking pot what i was in high school i was a sophomore i was 15 and my parents were upset and obviously and my mom was like not so sure about what pot might smell like like she definitely my mom has definitely smoked pot at some points in her life Mm -hmm. but like i'd been far enough away from it for long enough yo sorry i you're you're, you are lighting a fire for me please go on well well okay so just it's a very quick story i remember right in the aftermath of it you know like a week or two later i was in the kitchen it was late at night i had just come home from like hanging out with my friends and i was peeling an orange and my mom came downstairs and was like i smell pot and i was like it's an orange and she was like i smell pot (laughs) and i was like it's an orange i definitely did not smoke any pot and it was just like Whatever, my mom and Snyder share some uh, commonality is all I'm saying. Paranoia around yes. pot. What is it about grown-ups who totally have smoked pot? Right. But like now can't like I remember once I went swimming in a local creek with uh-huh. some friends as you and do. then as you do. And then 
my friends and I like went back to one of my friends' house and their parents, their dad was like convinced that like the smell of creek water was the smell of weed. Like, and, and I was like, bro, right? We literally no... all just went somewhere like in our like clothes or swimsuits and like jumped in water and came back. Like, where even do you think? I mean, you definitely could have smoked. Pot, sure, but, but it just was like, I, like you know me. I'm not really into like the idea of being told that I did something that I didn't yeah, do. Yeah, you, you know don't what I like mean? it. You don't like, I, like it. Like if I fuck up and I do something wrong, I'm happy to self-flagellate. But right. like I'm not gonna take <laughs> it for something I didn't fucking do. Right. And like shut up and learn what pot smells like. Yeah, yeah. But I think but you know, parents they don't have a lot of control at that point in their parenthood. You know, it's like you have to let your kid go like swim in a creek. You have to let your kid go like hang out with their friends and you can't control what's happening. So you get in your head. It's funny because smoking pot can make you paranoid, but smoking pot can also make your parents paranoid even if wow. they don't smoke wow. the pot. It's a non-contact high side effect. Yes, I hope that some stoned people are listening to this right now, stoned, so that their minds just <laughs> exploded. Okay, cool. And now I'm the person who doesn't know what pot does. I'm like, they're <laughs> probably hallucinating. <laughs> okay. So, so Xander's taking it on the road. Yeah, this is funny. I like this. This is exactly what Xander would do. Yeah. Like, this is on brand yeah, for yeah, Xander. Yeah. He's going to take it on the road. He's going to read Jack Kerouac. You know, mm. he's gonna find himself in the beat poets, and like, uh-huh. you know what? Maybe there's something for him to find there. M- maybe. Like, I'm not gonna argue. I'm not gonna take Xander away from reading Kerouac. I'm not gonna do it. Sure, I would like Xander to find like somebody other than Cordelia to talk to, and vice versa. Dude, I'm enough. so bored of this plot line. Yeah, like it's enough. Like, I just feel. Listen. I don't mean to insult anybody, but I I feel like there's a little bit of laziness happening in, like, getting to Cordelia plot points. Like, that the only way we ever get to Cordelia plot points is... It's like her and Xander... Her and Xander and also her being a total asshole, like in a way that is the season started, the series started with her being kind of one dimensional and then she became multidimensional. And somebody pointed out, maybe we even talked about it in in another episode, that like since her and Xander broke up, she's really lost a lot of her dimensionality. Uh And and, like it just feels like nobody's trying. Like it feels Mm. like they're really, I don't know, and I'm bored. Like they've been fighting like this forever. There's not even a reason for them to be fighting anymore. Like either she's not on the show anymore or she's on the show. If she's on the show, give her some damn, like, good, pl- like, give her some good ins instead of just walking onto set, walking onto screen, being an asshole. Well, do think, though, for a moment about how many people they're, like, trying to juggle and yes. keep us invested in all at the same time. Like, the cast has expanded significantly. We've got Oz, Angel is back, and things are sure, weird over fine. there. That's what, but uh, then, like, Faith, I- the mayor... If they're doing, no, a, no, if they're doing a good job with everybody else, they can do a good job with Cordelia. And I do not feel mm. that a good job is being done with Cordelia. I believe that everyone has forgotten that she has many layers and they're only focusing on one. And I have had it. Okay. That's all. Noted. Okay. Um, also, just a little shout out to a line in the scene where they're outside because, of course, uh, Willow has gotten into every school mm-hmm. and <laughs> she's talking about Oxford, not to be confused with Oxnard. Uh-huh. And she says, uh, Buffy says, that's where they make Giles is. It's very cute. It was very cute. It was a very cute little line. So shout out to it. So Buffy, after being told that she has no future, 
by Cordelia, immediately storms into the library and is yeah. like, I, I must, I suddenly must. The most important thing in my entire existence is that I go away to school. Right. And then but this is like, choices. and Giles is so proud. Giles is so proud that she got into Northwestern. And also, like, I think the important thing that happens in this scene is Buffy's discussion. It's, you know, it's brief, but it's like, I'm a person and I don't want to be defined by being the slayer. Like, I, that's not the only thing I am. I'm other things outside of that. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. like, listen, I, nobody wants to I be defined you. by one dimension of their exactly personhood um uh, so but like this leads her to very proactive uh let's take the fight to the mayor yeah pro- let's take the fight to the mayor so that i can defeat the evil so i can go away to college yeah not but not sound reasoning here but it does at least get us a great move from wesley who crosses two fingers by two <laughs> fingers over his chest and says by the power invested in me <laughs> which is delightful pretty good but i'm annoyed with wesley you know like I feel like I had a more rounded understanding of Wesley's character coming into Wesley, and I forgot how much I did not like Wesley. Yeah, I mean, nobody likes Wesley No, right now. he's a pain in the fucking ass. And he, like, whatever, I'll get there later, because he really bothers uh-huh, me in this episode. Uh-huh, uh-huh. He's bothers me with a lot of things, but whatever. Over you, Wesley. Uh... What is Faith wearing <laughs> to the airport? Oh. What is... Is she wearing her boobs? If I remember they correctly, they are encased in sateen <laughs> and held up um, by leather. Okay, I'm just saying it's a sight to um, behold. You cannot help but to be like, "What is happening?" <laughs> like sure. she really she picked that outfit out. Is also, was- just putting this out there, I mean. She's still lugging that compound bow she around loves the bow, and and you're drawing that. Across your chest, uh-huh. you know, with your arm out in front of you, like right. sort of to the side of your chest, right? Sure. And as we and learned then from that... like the Hunger Games, you're probably the like string is probably pressing up against your mouth. When yeah, you aim. yeah. And it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna whip across your body as you release. So you're worried about Faith. I'm breaths. worried about her sateen. <laughs> I'm worried about her leather. I'm yeah. worried about the many available solid things. <laughs> <laughs> with with which the bowstring. This is how Jenny also talks about anyone else's uh, breasts. Uh, they're make. solid things. Those solid <laughs> things that you have on your body. I'm just concerned for her well-being. It mm-hmm. doesn't seem like, A, what you want to wear to murder. B, what you want to wear to the airport. Or C, what you want to wear when you're using your compound bow. <laughs> I agree. So. Um... Not to be like the line police here oh, shouting oh, out lines, yeah. but like, I'm sorry. <laughs> the guy's like, you killed him. And Faith's like, what are you, the narrator? It's really, <laughs> it's quite good. It's inarguably great. Like, it's great. It's really my good chuckle. Perspective. Now, what is this trash where she's like, ah, he's cuffed to the box. And then she draws her knife. And then <laughs> the vampire is like, that won't cut through steel. And she's like, it'll cut through bone. And then the vampire's like, whoa, this bitch is bad. <laughs> like, what vampire is going to be like, you're going to cut through bone? Seriously. Also, how does she know it will cut through bone? Do you think that's why she sniffed it? She Maybe. was like, yes, this will do. This Maybe will the cut way through she... bone, but not steel. Now, when I christen my knives, uh-huh. I almost always start by cutting through some kind of bone. This is disturbing. <laughs> that, Backtrack. Not, no, I just went to like the butcher and I was like, give me your 
<laughs> your roundest no no yeah <laughs> keep going Jenny yeah, no. where's it gonna go your I'm roundest gonna, I don't bone. know what Kristen goes to the butcher give me, me your solid objects <laughs> <laughs> okay oh no so Buffy is back to hiding she's right you know I really miss the trench coat and the tiny glasses yes but here but we get a taste one, of it as she ducks into the bushes into the bushes she's just just not it's not her thing she's it's not her thing uh, and the mayor's organizing his pencils, as noted. And, um, yeah, this is, you know, she sees the box go in, right? Is that what happens? And uh-huh. then she goes after the vamp who's yeah, scandalized. Like, What's in the box? Yeah. What's in the box? So, uh, listen. Speaking of outfits. Oh, yes. Willow's dress. Is it the long, like, yeah. crushed velvet thing? Yeah. For the whole episode? Yeah. Wait. It's good. Because also, good. just hang on. Okay. Okay. Okay, made him an offer he couldn't survive. I feel like this episode is like really snappy. Yes, it like is really, really, really it snappy. Is. I'm like, sure that if we looked at other episodes written by David Fury, yeah, yeah, yeah we yeah, would yeah. see the snappiness because that's what I'm noticing now that we're paying it. To- okay, Sam, I'm just gonna give you all <laughs> Sam. Sam- <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing, Sam? Sam is trying to climb up onto an amp in the room, and she's all a fool. Today's Sam's birthday, everyone. Happy birthday, Sam. I mean, Sam. not the day you're listening to this, but the day we're, we're recording it. it is Sam's birthday. And she's really uh, upset with us for doing work on her birthday. Uh, she's really expressing her displeasure in a serious way. Okay, so before we get to Willow's dress that you like so much, uh-huh. I want to talk about a couple things that happen at City Hall. First of all, the mayor's like, oh, God, dude, such a mistake. He's like, oh, Faith, you're so competent. Oh, Faith, you're so good at killing people I didn't even ask you to kill. Oh, the initiative. Oh, and she's like, go on. And he's like, yeah, if Buffy Summers came in here and said, like, I'd like to work for you, I'd tell her to take a hike. And it's like, read the fucking room, yeah, bro. Dude. The only open wound to which you have immediate access and you're just going to fucking jam your finger in there yeah. and make Faith feel bad? Yeah. Yeah. Faith, I, I had a lot of little sad emojis for Faith in this. It's a rough, I, rough episode. Right. It just is. It's like, I don't think I'm at. ever going to get to a point where I'm like, fuck you, Faith. You know, I'm just always like, Never. God. <laughs> Never. No. You will. Oh, I will no only allow you to be in a place what? where you say, Faith, we do have a guest bed. Yeah. <laughs> So, and also, and also, Faith is like, and this is not the first time this happens in the episode, Faith is like lifting up the lid, and the mayor's like, don't do that. Yes. Okay, so listen, don't you think if you have a huge ancient looking box, (laughs) and it contains 50 billion, 50 billion horrifying mutant spiders the size of footballs. Definitely have. Don't you think you would have fucking latches on that goddamn box? Agree. Like- a Unbelievable. Lock. And la- like many things. At least latches. Yes. Definitely a lock in my book. But like what is everybody doing? Okay, now back to the dress you like so Okay, much. Well, whatever. It's just a dress. It's made of velvet. Mm. I like it. I think it was really good on Willow. I think it's like really she's really embracing her Wiccan nature. You is know? that okay? Yes, it's great. It's beautiful. She's, just, she's doing a good job, Jenny. She's doing a great, yeah. a beautiful job. She looks like the inside of a conch shell. Wow. A compliment, I suppose. Definitely. Have you ever seen the inside of a conch shell? Yeah. (laughs) So beautiful. (laughs) Sorry. You're going to be all right? You need a minute? I'm okay. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working. 
eating or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. Okay, so this scene in the library is like, Basically there to show us that nobody cares what Wesley thinks and nobody's listening to Wesley and Wesley's getting mad. Right. Yeah. I don't have any other details here except for I get it. We don't yeah, listen to Wesley. Mm-hmm, yes. Then we go to the shop where uh, Cordelia is looking at a dress. Although How she dare is- she? Yeah. <laughs> Although she's not looking at a dress. She's work. I mean, she's looking at a dress, but as we find but out But we later, don't know yet. We don't know yet. She um, also apparently just carries her acceptance letters with her wherever she goes. And, like, leaves her purse around on the floor when she's working. Right, right. <laughs> so, yeah, Cordelia, whatever. This is where I wrote the Xander Cordy shit is getting old. Um, Xander walks in to be like, oh, you didn't get into any colleges, and I know because I'm stupid. My name's Xander. <laughs> and then Cordelia is like, my name's Cordelia, and I don't remember having any layers, so I'm just going to show you all of the places I got into college. And also, I'm mean. Yeah, I'm done. Boo. Whatever. So then it's time to synchronize our watches. To synchronize the watches we don't have. Beautiful. Very, very fun. Uh, so they're all like in the van, which I believe is like the white hat van in the episode where we're Yeah, in. where'd that van even right? come from? Like, it's not 
Oz's van. No. Oz has a totally different van. Right. It's like the white hat van is all I'm saying. It was, wait, was the white hat van Oz's van? No. It was like no. a different van. So, uh, yeah. Wait. So, I think that van was a whole other van. Oh, my God. If somebody could just prepare a set of screenshots for us of every van that's appeared in the show up to this point, that <laughs> like, would be fantastic. Like, are they renting vans you? when they need them? What's oh, my going gosh. On? Oh, my gosh. So, okay. So, right. Nobody has a watch. They all have a plan. This, who's going to do what? Who's going to do this? You're going to go there. Willow's there for magic, which is cool because she's really starting to be used for her magic yeah, skills. Yeah, so great. Now, I know when I have an evil artifact that's very important to my demonic ascension, mm-hmm. um, I always want to leave that in an empty conference room. Yes, under, underneath the skylight. Underneath the course. skylight. Yes. Ex- well, where else but, I mean, is, is safe to put it? Safest place with no latch. No, 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 no. Leave it there and it'll be cool with some vamps in the hallway. Not even, Don't you think not even, even there. with no latches on it? Don't you think the the mutant spiders could could actually open it up themselves? If I they don't really know, there's probably some metaphysics happening. There, okay, right, right, know? right. Sure, 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 sure. So, um, before we get to the big moment, the, uh, <laughs> we go to the library where I just really enjoy that Xander and Oz have left behind to do magic, like the like the like basic magic the, now. Right, 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 right. You know, they're like uh, Willow's advanced to like level three hundred one. Sure. So I guess just give it to Oz and Xander, mm. and they're like. They trusted us, so I guess it can't be that hard. And Willow made them a little little set of diagrams. A little set of diagrams, which is very cute. I also really um, liked that one of the ingredients in their in their spell was twice blessed sage. Yeah. So I feel like I've been missing out because I think you've, you've been settling for once, for blessed. once blessed. Yeah, or maybe never blessed. I don't oh, even, who know? even know. I don't even know. I've never. If heard... I bless it twice, does that count, I or don't is think there a so. particular protocol? I think you have to have some kind of blessing power to bless it. But you think I don't have blessing power? But I, <laughs> I didn't mean I. You know, we've been together for eight years. We're and making you don't think a podcast. I have blessing power. This is not the place to what have the a fight. Fuck? Listen, everything's fine. We'll talk about it after. Okay. 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 Great. Uh, so, so now, Jenny. No. <laughs> Some stuff happens. First of all, Willow Winchmaster does... Angel. <laughs> no, we're not there yet. It's oh. almost time for the jingle. But first. Willow uses her magic and baby powder or whatever the fuck it sure, is. Sure, yeah. To break the spell, so good Beautiful. on her. Now, break out the fucking zip line or whatever you call this fucking thing. <sighs> now it's time for what, Jenny? Detective Angel. Um, while that that was playing, uh, Jenny let me know that she had said Winch Master Angel. I didn't hear it. I thought she said something about witches, and I railroaded her joke. How dare you? So, Jenny, um, I'm sorry. That's okay. Um, I'm not even sure that thing's technically a winch. <laughs> Certainly not a zipline. That's what I called it. So, <laughs> so Detective Angel... Lowers Buffy. This is ridiculous. Oh, this is so stupid. It's so stupid. He lowers her down to the box. She picks up the box and the vamps are like, uh-oh. Uh, well, an alarm goes off. It's not attached to anything, but just like a school bell alarm goes off. Right. It's like a laser. It's like there's lasers that we can't see in the room or Don't something. do you think we would have seen lasers from like when the dust went down? Yes, mm-hmm. I do. I really do. But you know what I think, Jenny? What's that? I think that Angel is one of the strongest fucking vampires that exist on the planet. He cannot lift her up with his arms. He cannot pull her up through the window. Why no. can Why? What is the point of maybe being strong? maybe you know he's like pulling on the thing it's it's jammed he's like I'll just pull harder and then it'll unjam but it, that doesn't work and then by the time he might have been like guess I'll start hoisting you up like the alarm was already going off 
help was already on the way. No. Like, it would have taken too long for him to hoist. This is ridiculous. Listen, I want to watch Angel hoist. I want to say hoist as many times <laughs> as I possibly can. And I want to watch Angel hoist. hoist people all the day long. But I, anyway. Whatever. But he doesn't. And so she's like, uh-oh. Mm. Guess you're not going to help me get down, are you? And then Angel jumps down. And they fight the vamps. And here's what I love. Is what that do you love? Angel has a flashback. And he's like, Remember that time that door fell on me and I couldn't get up for ages? I know. I'll put this table on top of the vampires and they won't be able to get up. Uh And it works because, Uh you know, there's just a couple of ways to disarm a vamp. You can stake them or you can put one flat piece of wood on top of them. (laughs) You can't. Yeah. Do anything. Well, think about how many potential stakes are alive within (laughs) that one flat piece of wood. (laughs) So this fight sequence... It's silly. You know, it's good, some good box whacking. Sorry. Box whacking, an American classic, yeah. of course. Uh, yeah, it's like, it's very, it's very proppy and very like, do 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 do. Right. But uh, whatever. do. But whatever. They, they fight the guys, they put a table on top of them, then they run out uh, and like duck into the bushes. And then. The black van somehow right. is perfectly timed to just like peel Distract past them. Right. right. And like how are they what are they gonna circle back or like they're just gonna like drive no, I and think lose the vampire knew- as well. Buffy and Angel run in the opposite direction, they all yeah. meet back at the little- I okay. think they knew what they were doing. Like I think they saw what was happening and they were like, they'll think that they're in the van or whatever. Yeah. What a lot of stuff going on. Um there. so the mayor loses his temper i Yo. think for the first time i mean like he kind of lost his temper a little bit with faith here and there but like he loses it and it's scary i i thought it was scary yeah th- i like yep mm-hmm. yep right <laughs> yeah and and then we find out that faith has done something good i mean it's not good but like for her position as the mayor's assistant i really like seeing him like go from like i like i feel like we see the pendulum swing and then swing back like we see him be like, well, this is a gosh darn disappointment. Yes. And then he's like, they've got my books. In right. that like scary, like my jaw is wired shut, uh, angry stepdad way. Yeah, right. And exactly. then kind of <laughs> just a little uh, ref for all you angry stepdad having kids out there. <laughs> cool vibe. Uh, and then when when uh, Faith busts in with her knife on Willow's throat, he's just like, Right back, yeah, to uh, Show, Greensville, showing us right that like the as joyful and jolly as the mayor is, that there's such a thin little layer of that, and underneath is some scary shit. Yeah. So now we go to the library. <laughs> this is some losing real, battle, Wes. But this is some real shit, right? Yeah. Because because Wesley's argument is a valid argument. Sure. It's not where I side and it's right. not where the Scooby side, but it, it's not like he's saying something ridiculous. He's right. just saying, you don't understand what you're, like you're not thinking of the big picture here. You're only thinking of the immediate thing in front of you. Uh-huh. And it's a challenging thing to unpack, right? Like if I were them and I, if I am me, you go and you save Willow because that's what you do because Willow's part of your group and part of your core and that is what people do. You're loyal. Right. But in a larger scale, it is like, if you know you're sacrificing one for the lives of thousands, and if you save that one, then everyone might die. It's tricky. Yes. But you know who it's not fucking tricky for? Well, I mean, everyone, but most of all, Oz. Most of all, 
Oz. Now, I have Sexual Attention Award nominees that are probably more aligned with where we normally give sexual attention. What? But I just want to put myself into the ring that I would like to be considered for a Sexual Attention Award with Oz when he knocks over the... Wow. Because let me tell you what. As much as I love Faith and as much as I love this person or that person, I don't think I have been as turned on in the series to date as I was when Oz got up out of his damn chair and was like, blam. What the fuck? Sorry. That's how I feel. Wow. I'm into it, Jenny. I don't think we're going to win, but I just want to put us okay. in as nominees, okay? <laughs> well, listen, it would only be fair for you yeah. to be uh, considered in a pairing. I agree. Uh, but soon we're going to get to another pairing that I think might take it. Okay. But before then, we go to the mayor's office. We're in the mayor's office for a while now. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. A lot of things happen. First of all, Willow uses that magic to slay a fucking vamp with a pencil. Oh, hell yeah. This is great. This is a great skill. Like, maybe we're going to see Willow, like, actually levitating stakes and, and bigger objects that would to, to, to slay demons and monsters. I'm into it. We learned that the mayor has had a dog named Rusty. And that he learned dogs' sense of friendship is stronger than reason or their sense of self-preservation, Aww. which makes me feel like he killed his dog. Just oh, putting no. It out there. Don't you just like... God, it was already sad, and now I it's know. sadder. I, I don't know. I Maybe don't think I'm... so. I think it's just like, you know, I the mean... movie Up, when the dog hides under <gasps> the thing. I hid under the porch because I love you. Yes. Okay. Oh, okay, Jenny, right. we need to take a break so you can cry for no, a minute? No, right. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm but good. like, you know, it's like a dog's faithfulness is like a thing it doesn't mean you have to kill your dog to find that out like it's kind of just a dog trait um we see the map of santa barbara in the mayor's office we sure do and then willow finds the books of ascension in the dark arts cabinet she does and 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 they do a nice little crossfade here to show us that she's been reading them for quite some time yeah the passage of time spanning time spanning time how did they like like who do you think was the first person that ever did a crossfade to signal the passing of time because we all know that now we see a crossfade we're like many many that's what it means yeah, but, but I don't uh, do let us know. Yes, please write out in there knows. Buffering the vampire slayer at gmail.com and, and let us know if you know where the crossfade came in. Uh, and so here's where so much to say. Yeah. Can I please. leap? Leap. So Faith uh, finds Willow reading and yeah, she's she like, mm, the little bookworm. Yeah, she does. She's and like then... a redhead. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then, like, Willow does her, like, bootstraps Rosenberg routine where I have, first of all, I like it's way too late, even though I don't Hell believe yeah. that. I thought it was, like, no, I, I great. Yeah, great line. Uh, but then, like, Willow does her whole, like, yeah, maybe you had a rough childhood, but, like, you really, like, fucked up and you didn't, like, you know, reach your potential and right. you didn't work hard enough to, like, not be evil or or whatever. And then she says... You had a lot more than many people. You had friends like Buffy. <laughs> Buffy, your friend who wouldn't let you move into her guest room? Yeah. And plus many other things that we don't need to go into here. Yeah, I mean, like, this is, like, Willow's line of reasoning isn't really spot on here. But also, I love her. She's furious with Faith. Faith has, like, ruined people's lives, namely her closest friend. She's, you know, she knows Buffy, like, feels like she can't even go away to college because Faith has just, like, jumped ship and they were a team before Uh and, like, uh whatever. You know, Willow... You think Willow's mad at Faith for breaking Buffy's heart? I do. 
I do. I really do. And I think because, like, this reminds me of my best friend who, like, doesn't ever have an emotion when something's wrong for me except for to be angry at whatever the thing is that's making me upset. You know, she just – and that's, like, where Willow is. Willow is just mm-hmm. like, you know what? You hurt my friend and you're a selfish piece of shit. I don't care. You had friends and you're boo-hoo and you're, And you then know. Faith's like, you're begging for some deep pain. Yes. In case you missed what Jenny said, Faith says, you're begging – for some deep pain. Okay. That's <clears throat> fine. Sure. <laughs> so this is where I'm going to posit that another contender for the sexual attention award in this episode <gasps> is Faith and Willow. And then, yes. And then, right. of course, the third contender is Faith and the Jackal. <laughs> yeah. Obviously. Obviously. So we'll, we'll ruminate on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. we'll come back to it. You know what I think would be fun for season four? Jenny What's and everyone that? listening. What's that? I, you know, it's every time we do a sexual tension award, we say, like, here's some nominees and then we pick. Mm-hmm. But, like, what if next season we say the nominees and then we put up a Twitter poll Ooh. and we let them, you all, choose the winner? That'll really streamline the bracket, end of season bracket process. Yeah. <laughs> It'll already be done. <laughs> no. Well, like, we'll... Uh, no, they're just they're just picking the one. You I don't, don't understand. Emily, who makes go. our bracket, is like shaking her head. Sorry, like, Emily. I'm really stupid about brackets. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I think it would be fun. We'll see what happens. But for for now, we'll keep season three consistent. We'll still pick the winners for the rest of season three. Anyway. So, so like, Buffy was like, Giles, make the call. And then they show up to the trade. Wait, and wait, wait, oh, wait, oh, oh, wait. Because oh, 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 oh. I have a sad face for Faith. Okay. Oh. Because after this whole thing that Willow says. Oh, no. She says, I got someone. I got him. Faith, no! no! Come stay in our guest bed! No, you have an evil mayor. Please come come to my arms. I'll hold you so tightly. Listen, sometimes when you don't know what love looks like, you think love oh, is a free, nice apartment me. with a weird pink couch that's asymmetrical mm. and um, chocolate chip cookies and being told to wear your hair back so and that warm you can, milk. your pretty face is visible. And not like warm milk, like milk that is warm <laughs> In a way, it should be. in the sun. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So anyway, now you were saying. Okay. So they're meeting up for this this Stand trade, off. which of course they're doing like in the school cafeteria, and they're like securing all the doors. I'm doing air quotes. Yeah. And don't worry, Giles brought a baseball bat. And uh-huh. also, don't worry, Xander brought a baseball hat with a hook on it. A baseball hat or a baseball? Oh my bat? god! A baseball bat. <laughs> <laughs> I wish he had brought a baseball hat with a hook on okay, it. Okay, 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 okay. Yes, so they're all ready, and then somebody shuts the lights off. Uh, Yeah, someone mayoral. Right. Uh, or is it Snyder? Like, who knows? No, I think it's the mayor. So, I, I think it's, like, pretty telegraphed to us. Yeah. Via so, so the mayor walks in, and this is, like, really great. This is, like, the standoff here is, I think it's done very nicely. I like the way it's shot. Yeah. I like the feeling of it. It's the first time surprisingly it's the first time that Buffy and the mayor have been in like have met face to face they've been in the same space as a couple times but never in this sort of context or directly contacting they've never spoken to each other Mm -hmm. or really seen each other and the way that the mayor uses this time is to uh, just indulge in the traditional supervillain waxes poetic with relationship advice right? to couple uh, who have a 225 year age difference trope. Right? You know? Spike came first, now the mayor. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Everybody's yes, yes. got something to yeah. say about uh-huh. these two lovebirds. But sure. what's interesting, so the mayor, 
the, the, a lot happens, right? She's pretty, Angel, a little skinny. What? How dare you? You know what that calls for? <gasps> the patriarchy! <laughs> Keep your observations off my body. Yeah, and while we're on the patriarchy train, let's uh, change that camera angle and look over to Angel, who says, I like him sane. Okay, everyone's doing a bad job. Everybody needs to also calm down. Also, that leads to, I mean, not just for like, don't be a shitty person reasons, but also don't be a shitty person uh, by like fucking insulting Faith who has a knife pressed against right. the throat of Willow. Right, 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 right. So, but this is really interesting. I find this to be really, really interesting because the mayor, like what is the mayor's, the mayor isn't like doing I don't think that the mayor is doing this for any reason but to just engage. He's just I that's the kind of fucking weird guy he is. Yeah, like and he but he's had he shares that he's had this experience that he was married and he like went through this shit with his wife. Well like, maybe what? maybe I mean maybe there's some like just wants to engage but then maybe there's some like positioning himself as the a person in position of knowledge mm. and like I know better and like I have this experience so I'm going to tell you like what you're too like young and dumb to know. Right. And it could I mean I think maybe people would posit that like well he knows it's going to mess with Buffy's head and so like it could be tactical in uh-huh. that sense. But it just it feels like there's more to it than just like a tactical move. You know? So I just I don't know. I find I it mean he's not wrong. No he's not wrong. And Immortal and, and mortal does not make for an easy pairing. Exactly. Exactly. And if we are believing him, if we're, you know, assuming that he's telling the truth here that, you know, he does have personal experience with it. That's interesting because like he's lived, he's walked in those shoes. He's actually done this thing. Mm-hmm. Sounds like they were together till the end, although miserable. Just very interesting. What it's also of, like, yeah. Oh, sorry. No, just like his line, like what kind of life can you offer her? It's like very cutting and very real, and yeah, you know, yeah. And and when he's like saying you want to keep her from the life that she deserves until it's like passed her by, is that what you came back from hell for? Is that your greater purpose? Like, where's the mayor getting all of his information? Right, you can't. He knows about true happiness. He has a lot of back info on Angel, and then he's just like so disgusted. Yeah, make the trade. No talking to these young people. Yeah, Uh, he's an interesting guy, that mayor. I'll tell you what. Yeah. Got a lot of, speaking of layers, the yeah. mayor's got a lot of layers too. So you know who doesn't have many layers is Snyder. Fucking Snyder, who walks in and is like, I knew you were dealing drugs in this box full of spiders. spiders. <laughs> <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Uh, so then we learn that there are spiders in the box. Yeah, one of this them is, eats a cop's You know face. what this reminds me of, Jenny? What, uh, aliens? Bad eggs. Oh. Yes, I get the I get the like shivers the same way I got the shivers from the bugs and bad eggs from these spiders, mm-hmm. and they do a lot yeah. of similar things. They're latching onto faces. Sure, sure. They're gross, getting so knifed gross. to the wall. Wasn't that what happened to the bug? <sighs> they got knifed to the wall. She, I think it got scissored to the wall. Same, if I remember correctly. Um. Yeah, fifty billion. Fifty billion. They made a sequel to this episode. Was a movie called Arachnophobia. Okay. <laughs> That's uh, my '90s joke. I think it's probably in the wrong order. I, I, I think, think you're right. Came I think it's in the wrong order. Uh, but uh, Faith loses her knife. Oh God. Yeah. Okay. She does. I'm going to talk about it in one second. We'll get there <laughs> in one second because I just I just want to make sure that everyone who's watched the episode saw 
Snyder's reaction to the mayor's face healing. It is spectacular. <laughs> He's so horrified, which is interesting because, like, up until this point, we've heard Snyder. Like, we know Snyder's, like, in the loop in Tapped a sense. In yeah. A bit. But yet, it seems like now watching this scene, he's very like ill informed. He he only knows like very surface things and like follows orders without knowing the depth and mm-hmm. the scope of things because yeah. he really is not prepared for what he's seeing. And no, 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 and no. very scared as evidenced by him holding up that damn chair against his chest like a fool. <laughs> anyway, really raise your hand if you're un- invulnerable. Also, very funny. Yeah, mm-hmm. very funny. But then the knife. This is a second sad face for Faith. Yeah. Because it's just like nobody gives her anything. She really treasures this knife. And the mayor just is like, we're going. You know, like snaps his fingers like she's a dog. Yeah. And she has to leave it. And it sucks. And I'm sad for her because I want her to have a nice thing. You know? Um. Yes. I want her to have a, ni- a, nice, a nice deadly a knife weapon. Thing. I want her to have a uh, knife thing. So Willow recounting the whole uh, situation to Buffy is pretty oh, great. It's so good. <laughs> Let's hear a little clip of it, actually. So Faith was like, I'm going to beat you up. And I'm all, I'm not afraid of you. And then she had the knife, which was less fun. And then, oh, I, I told her, you made your choice. Buffy was your friend. Yes. This is fascinating, but just to get back to the point. Just, it's really special. It is very authentic. It's like exactly how I would tell a story to a person. You know, I just identify with her yeah. excitement. You know who else is excited? Who? Giles. Oh my god! So excited! He's so excited when oh, she hands him pages, right? <laughs> He's like, "Oh my god, Christmas morning!" Yeah, yeah. And then Wesley is a stupid, idiot asshole. This is where my note is: "Fuck you, Wesley." This is yeah. when I was like, "Oh, I don't mm, like him." Hope it was worth it. Mm. Yeah, like ah. Uh. Suck yeah, it, man. He sucks. Just, yeah. Uh, but hey, guess what? What? Willow's not going anywhere. Oh, She's my... going to go to UC Sunnydale. My note in all caps is Willow and Buffy forever. Wow. <laughs> it's just really great. She looks so cute in her overalls and like... She's like, I'm going to UC Sunnydale and Buffy's going to stay in Sunnydale and they're going to be together. And it's really special because also like they just saved Willow and she knows that. But then to just put icing on this great cake, Willow's like, you know what? It isn't even about you. I know. This is so Buffy to be like, you don't, you can't stay just for me. And Willow's (laughs) like, actually, bitch. But you know what? That's the thing is like Willow, the, the reason that Willow and Buffy are such good friends is because Willow isn't like actually bitch. She's like, no, actually. Like, she's like really like, no, Buffy, listen, let me tell you about things other than you, you know? I she's know. just like so patient and loving and like yeah. knows that Buffy will someday understand that not everything is about being the chosen one. And that's all great. And then this line happens. Yeah. And the line is, you look at something and you think you know exactly what it is and then you find out it's something else entirely. And what the fuck does this line mean <laughs> yeah. other than to like set up the next scene that immediately follows? Like, are we, is it like you think you see Willow getting into lots of schools and you know she's going to go to like Oxford or something? Right. And, but then, but then or you like, don't? or is it like what? you think that Faith is going to be a slayer pal, but then, yeah, like, yeah, what's yeah. the, throw yeah, this line in the trash. It's very out of the thing. But before we go, though, before we leave the scene, like, I, I, I mean, I talked about Willow being like, it's not about you, but I just want to like, 
just give a minute for Willow here because she says like, you know, I want to fight evil. It's worth doing. And I don't think that you do it, Buffy, because you have to. Aww. It's because it's a good fight. Best and then friends. Buffy says, I kind of love you. And oh, it's just my really God. great. It's two social justice warriors coming together. Theirs is a beautiful to make friendship. change. And, you know, we all, we don't have a jingle for Buffy and Willow. Together. Together. So in the absence of that, let's give Willow her jingle. And but let as we listen to it, let's in our hearts listen to it as their jingle right now. Wow. Who knows the square root of 1225? Willow, who's gentle of heart and nimble with a hard drive. Willow, Willow. So they go and they get mochas, which is such like a, you know, how sometimes things really hit me in the nostalgia place. Oh, sure. Yeah. If this really hit me in the nostalgia, because it just reminded me of like being a senior in high school or being a freshman in college and like having friends and having like the a kind of freedom that I don't feel I have anymore. It was like life was just like opening itself in front of me and we could be like, let's go to Wendy's, you know, like just like, oh let's, let's do a thing that's uh-huh. like just fun. And like, that was it. You weren't thinking like, oh, I shouldn't do this thing, but I'll do it. You were just like, let's do this thing. Yes. And it, I don't know. It just made me nostalgic is all. So I'm with that. Cordelia. So, Cordelia is working in retail. Cordelia's working in retail. And it's hard to experience this yeah. as like what the show like wants us to experience I, it as. That's exactly the note that I have. Like I, I, lo- I, I looked around for my violin. Uh-huh. It, it was playing. Like there was like this dramatic music playing. And, and then I had a job. Yeah. So this. Okay. So I'm. this is probably going to cause like all sorts of chaos when I say this but we Jenny and I have not watched girls we watched a few episodes and I could not watch the show because I couldn't get behind like the whole the for the first thing in that show is like oh no mom and dad took my money away and I'm a white girl with rich parents and now they're not supporting me what's gonna happen and listen I know that there's more to it. I mean, Jesus, even on even even bringing up Lena Dunham is like a yeah, good explosive. Luck with our we're not gonna we're not gonna like dig we're not gonna dig into that. But but just that plot line, I was like, I can't watch this. I can't I can't get emotionally invested in a plot line where somebody's rich parents took their money away from them. I can't I can't unless it's the L word and it's Helena. Just kidding. Kristen! Deep cut for all the hour listeners, watchers, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> anyway, I, like, I just can't. It's very difficult for me to feel anything for, I mean, you know? Like, well, we don't know what's happening yet. We don't. It could be. It could be what? It could be anything. It, I don't know. Whatever. It's just, uh, but she could have a life-threatening illness for which the only way to slow it down is to work is the in dress. retail. Oh, is it the sequin is the dress? dress? It's a magic dress. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess we don't know all the details, but I just like the dramatic music behind this was like okay. Yeah. Like what? I don't know. So anyway, graveyard picnic. Okay. So this scene. They're on this. You know when you're like. With your boyfriend, and it's, like, not the time of <laughs> night when you're going to be, like, killing things in the cemetery together, but instead you, like, 
you lay out your blanket and you like cuddle up against a giant tombstone <laughs> and you're talking about how like <laughs> the evil mayor said a bunch of shit and like he doesn't know what he's talking about probably the only lasting relationship he's ever had has been with Evil. evil except edna may who he married in ought three were you even listening so he was, was with her until the end 1903 19 right I, I was like was it 1903 or 2003 right <laughs> it's literally 1999 so and the movie's like he doesn't even know anything about us except he knows like a lot of basic facts about how angel can have one true one happiness and angel went to hell and then angel's back from hell and you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it's called denial, my mm. friend. Oh, yeah. Which is, didn't we start there at the beginning of the episode? Yes. Yes, we did. So A, a river runs through it, and that river is <gasps> Brad Pitt? Nile. Is that Red the, Is it also Brad Nile. Pitt? Is no, that... it's just a joke about the Nile. Sorry. I Be... just had a poster of a river runs through it on my... Okay. You yeah, want to know something really about me as we wind out of this episode? <laughs> I had a Brad Pitt wall in my bedroom in high school. How big Brad, of a wall are we talking here? Um, it wasn't a full size wall. It was prob I want to say it was probably like two feet wide, maybe two mm. and a half feet wide. Mm -hmm. But floor to ceiling wow. was only Brad Pitt. Because I don't know if you know this, but Brad Pitt is a gateway to the lady loving. Um, I yeah, I'd like to ban the phrase "the lady loving" <laughs> from this podcast <laughs> moving forward. I'm just saying, yeah, it wasn't phrased well. I, I also ban it. Um, but yeah, but Brad Pitt is the boy that you liked in high school because he had long, pretty hair yes, and, and fine, a pretty beautiful face. features and lovely skin. Yes, uh, and like a soft, you know, like he would cry and whatever. Mm. So my mm. centerpiece. My centerpiece of the Brad Pitt wall was a River Runs Through It poster. Um, and then I had around it many, many, many pictures of, from magazines that I pulled out, all of Brad Pitt, some from Thelma and Louise. My least favorite one was he went through this phase where he bleached his hair like bright, bright blonde, and it was like long and bleach blonde. I didn't like it, but mm -hmm. I had to fill the wall. So, you know. Sure, sure, sure. Back in those days, you couldn't really find shit on the internet and print it out. So I was like going through magazines to <laughs> find my wallscape. Anyway, now you know that I had a wall with Brad Pitt. And that's a great way to end this episode about choices because you know what? I made a choice, Jenny. You sure did. And I stand by it. Brad Pitt is a hunk. Oh, you know, listen, speaking of hunks, that reminds me, we still have one final order of business mm -hmm. to conduct. We have I something know where you're going. to dole out. Mm -hmm. What did we say? The contenders are Willow and Faith. Yes, Willow and Faith versus me and Oz flipping over the cauldron. Wow. I I know where it's going, okay? I know. I understand. I think that me and Oz gave it a good show. No, you know, listen. I think, I, think, I mean, I know what the people want in their, what they think they want. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. But I think even more than giving the sexual attention award to Faith and Willow, I think the people want you to be happy. For you to be living your best life and getting the most out of every moment. Therefore, as I was once paired with Xander's shirt, I think I move, I, <laughs> the co-dictator, co-dictator of this uh, tiny island upon which we live, Uh huh. I wish to decree, if no one vetoes me and the only person here to do that is you, so don't do it. Okay, okay. Uh, if nobody vetoes me, I think it should go to you and 
Wow. Oz flipping over the cauldron. I think you've wow. earned it. Wow, an upset. I'm not going to I'm not going to veto you, Jenny, because when you speak your mind, you really mean it, you know? Yeah. I, I'm not going to I Look, don't want to get I'm in a the- fucking red-blooded American woman, goddammit. I like <laughs> I want Will and Faith to spend more time together with knives and books. Fine. <laughs> but like also you're my wife. Wow. Thank and you. I just like want nice things for you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I'll go look for the trophy in the mail. Please do. <laughs> oh my god. I can't believe it. After all this time, I won my very own sexual tension oh award. Oh my god. Oh, thank you. Thank you to Jenny. Thank you to the Academy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Academy of Sexual Tension. The Academy of <laughs> Sexual Tension. Oh. Well, everyone. Yeah, we did it. We sure did. And by we, I mean, I'm Jenny Owen Youngs. <laughs> and when I'm not making this podcast with Kristen, I'm making hot, 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 hot jams. You can hear some of them over at JennyOwenYoungs.com slash buffering. And you can always give me a holler on Twitter at Jenny Owen Youngs. Yes, and I am Kristen Russo. You can find me on Twitter at Kristen Nolene. That's K-R-I-S-T-I-N-N-O-E-L-I-N-E. And that is also uh, how you can find my website, KristenNolene.com. And over there, you can learn about the work that I do with LGBTQ communities and their families and, you know, all the other sorts of um, bibs and bobs. What do you call it? I think it's bits and bobs. Bits and bobs. If it has to be that, if that's it. what it is. <laughs> all of the other bits and bobs that I do when I'm not watching Buffy. Buffering the Vampire Slayer is on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at BufferingCast. And you can always email us at BufferingTheVampireSlayer at gmail.com. You can, and uh, you can support us in a few ways. You can go over to iTunes and rate and review us. Uh, So many of you have done that already, and it's really cool because it helps people find the podcast, and so then, you know... We all just get to have more friends, really, Mm. at the end of the day. Uh, You can also support us on Patreon by going to BufferingTheVampireSlayer.com. Just click on Patreon, and you'll see that there are three different levels that you can give at, and you get all sorts of fun things. We mentioned the Buffy watches. We're also going to be doing some off-season Buffy watches. There was a little rumor about us maybe doing a uh, non-Buffy watch of Bring It On. Which could be fun while we're off between seasons three and four. Or just a watch of the supercut of Eliza Dushku's Yes, Jenny just wants scenes. to watch Eliza Dushku's scenes and That'll bring it fun. on. So we'll see what we'll see what happens. Um, you also, at certain levels, get discounts in the merch store. You get the songs in advance. There's a whole bunch of fun stuff over there. Um, and speaking of merch, you can uh, also support us by buying some patriarchy smashing uh, Buffy-themed apparel, no. mm-hmm. uh, bufferingthevampireslayer.com. Um, just click on shop and a reminder that the Randy for Giles pins now in soft enamel are back in stock. Hell yes. And just one last reminder, we still have a couple of lyric sheets left for this month's organization, which is, of course, the Brown Boy Project. You can snag one of those for yourself by going to bufferingthevampireslayer.com and clicking on the little bar at the top of the page that's all like, hey, handwritten lyric sheets, etc. <laughs> okay. Till next time. <laughs> Hanging at the graveyard late last night Slaying dance with Angel and I'm feeling alright You know I used to bring somebody else around here But now she's long gone and I never ever see her I don't know what I don't know I don't know what I don't know 
May your got a shipment of a big black box Unlatched, unlocked by the name of Gavrock Full of demon spiders that are way too big For a sunny day on mascots I prefer to birth the pig I don't know what I don't know I don't know what I don't know Breaking into city hall, we hit a snafu But my boyfriend's a detective and he doesn't miss a clue Willow, she got kidnapped, but found some first editions Step-by-step instructions for a mayor's ascension I don't know what I don't know I don't know what I don't know Cafeteria is my favorite place to make a trade But the mayor thinks that me and Angel might not have it made Cause we're 226 years apart And based on his experience, that can be hard I don't know what I don't know I don't know what I don't know I don't know what I don't know Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.